Welcome to The Athlete and the NARP. I'm Jenna Daly, and I'm the athlete. And I'm Claire Fenton, and I'm the NARP. And if you don't know what a NARP is, then you're one too. Welcome to the ninth episode of The Athlete and the NARP. Today, the main thesis of our episode is going to be stop trying to make Vegas a thing. And this is something that Jenna and I have brought up in previous episodes, kind of offhand comments as it related to the other topics that we've been speaking about. But we felt that we actually just had to sit down and devote a full episode to it, mostly because of the Super Bowl, I think was kind of the maybe the final straw per se for us in terms of collecting all the different sports events and sports teams that Vegas has gotten over the recent years. And we just felt like we wanted to dive deeper into why Vegas has become such a hotspot for sporting events over the past less than a decade or so. Kind of air our own personal gripes about Vegas and then also give it credit where credit is due because not everything about Vegas is wrong for the sports world, but I think some of it is. So like I said, this had started with the Super Bowl for us because this was just like another one on the long list of events, major global sporting events that Vegas has gotten in recent years. And the one before that that also really ticked us off was the Formula One Grand Prix in Vegas. It was the first year that Formula One has hosted a Grand Prix in Vegas. This was back in November. And they're going to have a contract with Vegas for the next 10 years. So there's going to be a race in Vegas for 10 years. And we'll get more into that specifically. But that was another one for us where we really started to consider, okay, is Vegas always the best choice for things like this? Diving deep into the history of Vegas as, I guess, a sports city. Now, I guess today you could say it is because they have a lot of professional sports teams and even minor league sports teams. And a lot of events are moving there, but they're calling as a sports city is super recent. The first team from one of the big four leagues that they got was the Vegas Golden Knights, who were an expansion team for the NHL, founded in 2017. So that's really, really recent. And honestly, Jenna and I think they are a really good example of how to do Vegas and do sports in Vegas. I personally love the Golden Knights, even though I'm not really any more connected to that franchise or really know a ton of the players on the team but I think their whole vibe their whole jersey scheme the way that they bring the hype energy to their pregames in Vegas while bringing in the culture having celebrities like ring the horn before games it is doing Vegas in a way that's cool and fun and not necessarily just trashy or gimmicky yeah it's it's not cheap it's not exactly flashy. Mm -hmm. they I mean I remember when we talked about the retro jerseys and we actually i think we both ranked vegas very high and in the top five because we were like well this team doesn't have any history <laughs> but they were able to successfully pull in vegas's history and what the epitome of vegas is in this jersey without it being disgustingly hard to look at the other great thing about the team is that they've had really good success as well and they're still a really high performing team they won the championship in their second year which is literally unheard of. I don't think there's ever been any professional team in the U.S. that has achieved a championship that quickly. And even their first year, they went to the finals. Like, they yeah, were... Yeah, they've been, they've been very good. They've and I been mean, very good. In part, it's due to, like, draft rules, and they do... New teams get an advantage. But regardless, like, it's been long enough where they have had continued success. So it's definitely proven that they are a strong team. And it's great for the city too. When yes. you have a new sports team, you don't want them to be flopping. You want them to be doing well. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, you want them to succeed because there's no point in them being there. And there was a lot of support from the fans slash the people of Vegas too before that team even was moved. In the 16 months leading up to kind of when the team was going to be announced as the next candidate for expansion, they had 14,000 deposits down for season tickets, which is insane. That meant that 85% to 90% of the crowd would be season ticket holders, which is That's an a crazy number. number. Yeah, yeah, like if you could guarantee that 90% of your seats are purchased for every single game of an entire season, that's absurd. That's amazing. 
the last time that they had expanded the NHL was the 2001 season. So for them to, you know, kind of take the leap to expand the league and do it so successfully and do it with a lot of support from the city and from the people, I think is a really amazing thing. And I think this franchise has a lot of potential to kind of be the bedrock of Vegas sports and kind of define the city from a sports perspective, which not all of the other teams that they've acquired have. One thing I wanted to talk about to kind of explain why Vegas wants to bring in all these teams and kind of what maybe laid down a foundation for it is actually something that we've never really talked about before, and it's UFC. Honestly, I don't know too much about it, but I remember just from a couple of people that I know who follow it and stuff, they always talk about when they went to Vegas and they saw a fight and like how just really it's central to Vegas and like that's its home, it's headquartered there. It was actually the first professional sports league to call Vegas home years ago, like decades ago. But I thought that was an interesting one because it actually has really shown how sports can do well in Vegas, even though Vegas is known, yes, for like gambling and going to all these entertainment different like shows and going and experiencing things, but it's never really been like about sports. But with UFC, it's people are very, very passionate about it and very passionate about betting on it. And so I actually really like this quote that says, Vegas is a place where rules are bent if they exist at all. Life is turned up to 10 in Vegas and bright lights, action and intensity are all inherent to the city, which thinking about that, like, yeah, UFC goes directly with that. So I was looking into some of the numbers with it, and I think that UFC has really proven that Vegas can rally behind sports, kind of similar to the Golden Knights. But I was looking at their international fight week in July of 2023 that actually brought in almost $100 million to the city alone in just one week, and which was pretty crazy. Like That supported 450 jobs and million dollars in salaries and wages so it actually really boosted the economy and the average attendee of that week actually spends almost double the typical las vegas visitor which about thirty five hundred dollars when they're there so i thought that was pretty crazy and then because ufc has transitioned a little more to like the digital side and really promoting through media and stuff not just the live action it actually generated 1.1 billion dollars in media exposure for las vegas so i thought that was pretty crazy and it just goes to show that this could be a reason why sports are starting to move there and showing that like there is this culture that could be pulled out if people are taught kind of how to care about the sports like if you can really rope in people and get them really passionate in the way that the UFC fan base is like they have people coming internationally to come visit and like really pulling in those visitors and so same with the Knights if done well Vegas could be a sports city however some leagues are lacking in that little like persona and kind of grasping what Vegas really means the if done well is the crucial bit yes. because when teams and sports like UFC are grown from Vegas and really make sense and vibe with what Vegas is, it works really, really well, both from an economical standpoint and from just a sports fandom standpoint. And I just want to give a quick broad overview for people who aren't aware of just how many teams and events Vegas has acquired within the past few years. Just to let you know, like we are talking about a saturation, if not an oversaturation of events and sports. It's not just a couple one-offs. So like I had mentioned, the Vegas Golden Knights were the first from one of the big four leagues, the first team to move to Vegas, and that was in 2017. So that was where I started to look for since then what sports has Vegas gained. So since 2017, they've gained the Golden Knights, like I said, from the NHL, who won a championship in their second season. The Raiders moved from Oakland in the NFL in 2020 to Vegas. The WNBA team, the Vegas Aces, moved from San Antonio in 2018, and they've won two championships since that move. Like I had mentioned before, Formula One now hosts a Grand Prix in Vegas, which is a global sporting event. They've also acquired 
around 10 minor league pro teams since 2017 from a variety of different sports, from football to tennis to rugby to soccer. And in the future, the Oakland A's are going to be moving to Vegas by around 2028 from the MLB. And the NBA, Adam Silver announced just a couple weeks ago that Vegas is one of their NBA's next expansion market targets in around 2029, whenever they figure out the media rights for the current deal that they have. So we're talking a city going from having no big four professional league teams to basically having all four within the span of around 12 years or so, which is crazy and really has never been done before. And is happening in a city that really prior to this not only really didn't have a sports culture but leagues were actively denouncing vegas as a possibility for a sports culture to host sports teams and the biggest example of this is definitely the nfl nfl has had a massive hate campaign against sports betting for years and Sports betting has become even more popular in recent years, and for a while those tensions were just increasing, where the NFL was consistently denouncing it and trying to distance themselves from Vegas as much as possible. I mean, even now, their policy against gambling is pretty strict. Like we had mentioned in our last episode, it can be stricter than policies against domestic abuse and violence. If you bet on NFL games, for example, you're suspended for a year. And if you bet on your own team, you're suspended for two years, which, again, is far more than people have received for actually assaulting somebody. But that's beside the point at this time. The point is that they have very, very strict policies against sports betting. And at one point, they didn't allow Vegas to run ads at the Super Bowl, which is super ironic, considering that this year they hosted the Super Bowl <laughs> in Vegas. Very hypocritical, I will Very say. hypocritical. It was a big deal when they allowed the Raiders to move to Vegas because, like I said before, the, they had explicitly said, we are never having a team in Vegas. They're, Vegas is not a place for sports because of the sports betting issue. They've completely done a 180 on that and not even done a 180, but even added on to that with allowing the Super Bowl and kind of almost endorsing sports betting in a way, which I'm not as mad about you know, the idea of putting a team in a city where there's sports betting, that's kind of whatever as much to me. It's just the hypocrisy of going so hard against it and then completely just like giving in when there's that financial incentive to do so. And so that's kind of our second category of teams slash events moving to Vegas. It's the ones that are kind of transfers or teams moving from a city that has a better sports culture or a team that has a history in a place and moving it to Vegas, a team which to this point, really doesn't have a strong identity in terms of sports culture. So that's with the Raiders, which move, like I said, they move from Oakland to Vegas. There's been a ton of backlash to the idea of the Oakland A's moving from Oakland to Vegas because of mismanagement, maybe from ownership of that franchise has caused its downfall and not necessarily support from the fans. So those transfers, it, it kind of just leaves open questions of are people just trying to throw things at the wall and, and see what sticks and go from there? And at this point, is Vegas a sports city because it has identity and a strong home fan base and a strong culture or because they just have everything, which is what Vegas is, having everything? And I think for me right now, it's the latter. When in my marketing classes, we always say you can't be everything to everyone. And sometimes that's how Vegas feels. So with Vegas, you can get very lost in all of the shiny lights and all the offerings, and then you're kind of left with like, well, what is Vegas at its core? And I think that's what these teams might start struggling with. And so the third category of kind of our, our tiers of Vegas teams is, or events, I guess I should say, the F1 Grand Prix falls under the third category where it was the first year, the inaugur inaugural year, and they were kind of trying to figure out how to best market it, how to integrate it into the city, how to get people excited for it. And I will say they fell very far from the mark. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just really leaned into the cheesy aspects of it and like 
all the Elvis jackets and just like the very weird opening ceremony that was very Hunger Games-ish. Like, I'm going to be honest, if you've never, if you don't know anything about this, whatever you th- you're thinking, it's worse. Multiply it by 10. Multiply it by 10. Whatever you're thinking, <laughs> it's worse. And yeah, it was just strange. Like, there were so many sponsorship things that the drivers were the drivers had to do so much beforehand they were there for like a week and a half before that just like filming content and while i appreciated some of that and some of them were really funny and entertaining we got some good questions out of it and good answers but at the same time it really detracted from the actual race i'd say beforehand and some of the drivers were very critical of that i mean max verstappen said it was 99 percent show and one percent race there were some others that called it kind of ridiculous and really just just not a fan of it at all they were like why like why are we doing this they also marketed the tickets at an absurd price i think for a one day it was over a thousand dollars and that wasn't even on the race day whereas if you go to europe and i know it's a little different with like currency and everything but if you go to europe you can get like a three-day pass for almost half that (laughs) for a lot of the races so it just really i think they were very confused about who their actual audience was in the u.s and who they were trying to market for i feel like miami was very much for the celebrities and influencers and that whole like millionaire culture vegas tried to emulate that and it was like this race for the stars but the stars already had like it just it didn't make sense and and then the typical fans who really wanted to go and were really excited about it couldn't afford it because it was so ridiculous and then also they tried to play into the fact that there's always something going on in vegas no matter the time of day or night and so the race was at 1 a.m 2 2 a.m 1 a.m eastern time Uh, okay 10 p.m uh vegas time yes time p.m which i guess isn't that late for vegas however when a lot of your viewers in the actual country that is hosting the race have to stay up till 3 a.m watching the race that's kind of ridiculous and to be fair like the other part that we didn't talk about outside of the culture was the fact that not only was there that aspect but frankly the coordination and the planning that went into it was very very poor yes there and where this time's difference came into play in the late night racing is during one of the practice rounds a drain cover popped loose and they had to completely shut down the practice for hours which meant that drivers were left to get back in their cars at like literally 4 a.m 3 a.m vegas time 4 a.m 3 a.m vegas time to go out and practice driving on the track again they had to take naps in their rooms waiting for this to be fixed and then the whole other thing with the tickets like people paid a ton of money to go see that night and the event organizers when that drain popped loose and they had to shut everything down didn't let them stay they pushed them out at like after they had waited around in the cold in like 40 degrees until like 1 a.m and then they pushed them out and didn't offer with no promise of them getting their money back and so it wasn't only that there was this cultural issue but it was it just seemed so haphazard and so thrown yes. together and it's like it's honestly such a shame because the race itself was very very good they didn't need to do all of it it was one of the best races and people, even and people will admit that afterwards max admitted that yes he did max said he was like that was actually a lot of fun like yeah. you know i'm sure his view on vegas is still it's too much show whatever whatever but it's like they had a good race people were doubting it leading up to that because people were just making fun of vegas and kind of shitting on it but it ended up being a great athletic event and they didn't need everything else and i think that that's what got me the most about it is especially i'm a big fan of soccer so i've seen this a lot more with soccer but anytime you get in a sport that's dominated by a european or non-american space people love to shit on the american players and the american cities and the americans in that sport it's i would say it's much more harmful in the soccer world world to the point where like americans aren't played on teams if they're on european teams and things like that and it's a little bit more hostile i think in f1 it's not necessarily like that but there's still that stigma of that kind of vibe and so i think whenever you're bringing a global event to the u.s you need to be very conscious about the cities that you're picking for that for f1 so far austin has been fantastic miami is fine but there's nothing absurdly wrong with it it has its place but vegas is honestly like probably the worst it can be the worst of what we are as a culture and i think to not only pick that as like 
the you're already oversaturating F1 fandom with three races in America, which people have already said is too much. To make that third choice Vegas, which is so dialed up to 100, and then to put it there and then not have the proper planning and not have a well-organized event there just opens you up to so much criticism and is just, I think, a poor display for a sport in which Americans are already seen as outsiders and really not wanted. Right. And Vegas goes directly against pretty much what F1 is associated with. F1 is very much the traditional historic racing. You think of Ferrari, you think of like this long past of cars and just everything that goes into it and kind of like the old money feel. Whereas Vegas just very much feels like you can throw a ton of money at something and just hope that it works. And that's exactly what they did. They really didn't consider, okay, this is our current audience. What can we bring to the table that's different about Vegas that they're still going to enjoy and still feel like this race is authentic? This year, there wasn't anything that really tied the actual audience that typically watches it to the actual race. Like there wasn't, that connection was just totally missed. And so I'm hoping going forward, since it is such a long contract that they really learned from this year and they bring those prices down and they they just tone it down like three levels um because it does have potential it had it had great racing like even after a lot of people did backtrack and say actually this was a good race no one really said we were wrong like this is too much but i don't know i think i think it has a lot of potential it's just because you're taking things from two different sides of opinions then you got to find what what matches because otherwise if you don't do that then it's just never going to succeed i think vegas is better suited to events like all-star games and they had the 2022 nhl all-star game they had the 2022 nfl pro bowl they had the 2019 wnba all-star game kind of adding these events in right after these teams were added to their respective leagues and in vegas to try to bring more attention and promo to the city which I can understand. And I I also see from the perspective of the actual city itself, one of the reasons why people, why owners, I should say, see Vegas as a great market is because it is a growing city. The population is growing. It's in a warm weather climate. It obviously has the restaurants, the events, the hotels to accommodate people coming from all over the world or from all over the country to watch a big sporting event. And I think in a sense, there there is that where it's good for the economy, right? There was a report where hotel owners from one specific hotel were saying, we notice people stay longer when there's a sporting event in town because they come and they go out. We have good food. They go to restaurants. We have events like they go to those. They're making an effort to diversify Vegas and make it more family friendly. Uh, in the past, it's been referred to as a quote unquote, like adult playground. And I think they're conscious of that and are trying to make it more, like I said, family friendly, where anybody from all ages who are there for the all-star game, for example, can have something to do that's not like debaucherous. So I can understand why people would maybe be excited about that idea. But at the same time, there is an existing population of longtime residents that maybe don't appreciate the oversaturation when those events come to town and people are you know flocking to vegas in in that tourist attraction because it's all happened so fast i mean the identity of this city has changed within the past decade from a team that has no sports and really none of those big global events to a city with all the sports and all the events and a ton more tourism and a ton more attraction and the fiber of the city is changing as a result of that and whether or not the residents feel like that's a good thing or something they would want to see or not is you know I don't know that but it is something to just kind of consider moving forward. I think Vegas has always been more focused on the visitors and the tourism than probably local residents. I mean that just makes sense in terms of like their economy and what they are who what they promote of the city but I do find it odd that they're trying to make it more family oriented and I just 
to me that sounds like a huge conflict in identity i mean just going back going back again to does vegas have an identity that facilitates like a sports culture i don't know if i can necessarily get behind the idea that vegas is a family vacation spot i agree (laughs) i agree and maybe that'll change especially with the sports coming in but to me i just think it's about it's about the shows it's about the gambling it's about going out until it's sunlight ungodly hours (laughs) ungodly (laughs) hours hours that i cannot fathom but (laughs) um with my 10 p.m bedtime but Again, it's another one of these conflicts in the identity of, of Vegas that I just don't know if that really makes sense. I don't know if that can be successful. And we have, I mean, we have seen with the Knights, like that is, I think hockey is very much a family-oriented sport and with a sports culture. But the others, I'm not so sure about. And I think it's interesting to bring that up, right? Where with Vegas going back to how they had that 90% season ticket holder guarantee, like there was a proven hockey market there. And when I was actually reading through the list of the sports teams and stuff that they've had, I'm like, wow, they seem to be trying everything. Why is there no soccer? MLS and NWSL are expanding super fast and growing a lot in the U.S. And I was just, has that something that's been explored? And MLS has been explored in Vegas previously. They actually made a bid to be a city that was in the latest MLS expansion that happened in 2025, where a team was created in San Diego. Vegas was bidding to be part of that, and their bid was rejected. And part of the reason for that was that they don't have a proven... First, Well, there were two reasons. First one being they don't have a proven soccer market, whereas San Diego did with the NWSL team there. It does very, very well. Routinely has great crowds at their games, has a great fan base behind it. So it maybe made more sense to put an MLS team there instead of a city like Vegas that doesn't have a track record of having pro sports in general for very long, but also soccer fan base. The second reason behind it is that MLS teams actually tend to do better in sports markets that are less saturated with other events. And I think that would make sense because soccer as a whole is not as popular in the U.S. So if you put it in a city like Charlotte or Portland or San Diego that doesn't have 20 other sports teams people can go see, it makes sense why those teams would perform better. So in that case... Who knows? Maybe an MLS team maybe would be a better fit for Vegas, something like the Golden Knights. I mean, the Knights being the first team probably helped their culture and their support and the growing of that fan base to define them into who they are, which is like a legit team with culture and character. Who knows if maybe if Vegas had kind of held off and really pushed for an MLS team, maybe it could have been the same thing. Maybe they could have had a team that was as cultured as Vegas at its core that had a great support base behind it as the Knights do. Would it have been as profitable and as exciting and as flashy? That's debatable. And I say maybe not, but I know that David Beckham, who's a current owner of the of inner miami he's the one who brought messi to the u.s he's the one who's brought luis suarez to the u.s he's the one who's pushing for neymar to come to the u.s he said that he hopes that they get an mls team he said they'd be a great venue for hosting world cup games is it going to happen i don't know i would have liked to see an mls team in vegas i think the i think it's a better market for those sports like hockey and soccer that aren't as popular in the u.s whereas you know the sports like the the nba and the baseball and the football of it all those come from deep-rooted long histories of storied teams from these like strong fan bases in other parts of the U.S. that doesn't really mesh as well from Vegas. Vegas is better at starting things up from the ground like they did with the UFC. I was just about to say that like listening to you I think sports are split into two categories for Vegas and they do far better with the expansions where they can actually take what is already there and put that into sports and I think it's a lot easier for Vegas to do that than it is for vegas to put sports into what is already in the city i guess our overall thesis is not necessarily stop trying to make vegas a thing in general (laughs) i i don't think we're anti-vegas um (laughs) from what i also we're not going to stop them so well yeah (laughs) (laughs) that too but i guess for us it's stop trying to make vegas tacky and cheesy and if you're going to invest a ton of money into something revolving around sports in Vegas, do it well and make sure it's well researched. And I mean, one last point to kind of bring up and kind of food for thought of, you know, what is Vegas competing with? Like what other cities are 
maybe like Vegas would maybe be a better fit. What other cities are people not considering or have been thrown in the conversation? This morning, as of recording this podcast, ESPN released an article that listed some of the top cities where they think that MLB should move teams in the next expansion round within the next few years or so. And so these are kind of the mid-sized, mid-market cities that have some sports culture, but maybe not a ton, that would be competing with Vegas or that could be comparable to Vegas. And it's just food for thought of which cities might make sense, which might not, which have more character, which don't. Maybe some are suited for different sports, some aren't. But the names that were thrown on the list were Austin slash San Antonio, Charlotte, Mexico City, which I know is international, but that's something MLB is considered. Obviously, wouldn't work for every sport. Montreal, again, same thing. International, wouldn't work for every sport, but something they're considering. Nashville, Orlando, Portland, Raleigh, San Jose, and Salt Lake City. I mean, already when I'm reading those names, some ideas pop into my head. Like, I think Nashville maybe deserves a baseball team. Yeah, for example. That was, for example, that's one that popped in my head. I know Charlotte is kind of a growing city, especially for people around our age. Like, maybe that would be a market to look into. I know they're trying the international thing, trying to look abroad, which is different than, you know, that really is probably an entirely separate conversation than just comparing straight to Vegas. But you can kind of see the names that are being thrown around. And some of them already have pretty established franchises and pretty established teams. But it's all about these owners trying to weigh the checks and balances. And I think a lot of the times we talked about this before, money tends to win out. Vegas will guarantee you money right. if you go there. The sports betting is a massive part of that. It's a sixty billion billion dollar industry. Like there's a lot of money being poured into it. So I understand the security there. They can they will make it work. They have made it work. They put up the money to make it work. But I think maybe we owe it to some of these smaller markets to give them a reward for their loyalty <laughs> and their dedication to what they already do have. Well, because also, I mean, yeah, just Vegas is so different than um, pretty much all of those cities that you mm-hmm. just listed off. And the closest is probably Orlando in terms of like gimmicky. Yeah. Like with, yeah, with having definitely. the theme parks and stuff. But you're uh, but but for the most part still. So right. night and day. And I I'm forgetting the example off the top of my head, but sometimes like those mid-sized cities do so much better with sports because they actually, it's something for their city to rally behind and actually create like a culture and a unification of all the people there and like a community behind it. So I'd be very curious. I, I mean, I'll never know this, but I'd be curious to know how much do they weigh that and like the actual long-term reputation of potentially like this expansion versus the i'd say short-term monetary gains from moving to vegas and kind of like how do they decide which one they'd prefer it's interesting because in all of the examples that we've talked about where teams are moving to vegas and teams are being expanded that's something that owners vote on all the votes except for the nfl one which was 31 to 1 All the other ones have been completely unanimous. And even you can really argue that that NFL one was unanimous as well. Like, this is something owners have no issue with. Like, they are happy moving things to Vegas. And so, obviously, you can kind of calculate what their incentives might be versus if you had asked the people or the residents living in Vegas. I know, again, we've talked about the F1 at length, but people were not happy that that race was there and vocally spoke out about it. So it's about weighing different priorities for different people and obviously who has more sway, who has more say. You know, that's up for debate, but Vegas just needs to know what it is and stop trying to push things into a box that aren't that. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas, baby. This week's Fun Friday, Claire and I will be playing a variation of 20 questions. So we'll try to, we each have picked out an athlete and we're going to try to guess the athlete in 10 questions or less. And we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Might have to adjust, mm-hmm. but. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Um, picking one or do you have one you want to start I'll, I'll guess first. Okay. <laughs> so, and just to be clear, we've not really put any bounds on 
or categories on the athletes. So they could be retired, they could be current, they could be from pretty much every sport. We've tried to not pick something that's super niche that the other person won't guess. Yes. Um, but also trying to keep it interesting. So we're going to gauge how this goes, gauge what each other knows, see how this, yes. how, see yes. how well we're, how good we are at this, and then go from there. Is this player on a team that you are a fan of? No. Is this athlete in one of the big four sports leagues? No. Okay. Is this athlete someone that we send TikToks or reels about? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but okay. that would have narrowed it down. Good bit. Yes. But no. <laughs> because I feel like there's like five or six there that are, are solid that yeah, we yeah. talk about all the time. No, no, no. Okay, so not on one of your teams, not in the big four. And not someone that we talk about no, all the time. No. I don't think we've ever talked about this person. Oh, well. That's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I know of them. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Is this athlete a soccer player? No. Or football? No. I think, like, try to get to the sport. Like, I'm by asking, like, I, yeah, I was thinking try to about ask, the sport. like, yeah, questions about the type of sport or whatever. Is this more of a team sport? No. Okay, individual. That was a good question. Thank you. <laughs> I have a guess, but I don't want to, like, get it. Okay. You don't have is it. This, yeah. was, has this athlete competed in the Olympics? I'm sorry. I have to double check. Okay. Well, that eliminates most of the ones that I was thinking about. I'm sure. About. That's why I was like, <laughs> yes. But you weren't sure about it I right away. Okay. Individual has gone to the Olympics. I think it like just trying to narrow once you get this. the sport or the general type of sport you're gonna right. know who it is. But you said individual, so I guess I was thinking of like the larger independent like Olympic ones. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of thinking like running and swimming and gymnastics. That was kind of where my head was going. Trying to figure out how to narrow it down. Is this more of I don't know how to phrase this question. Mm -hmm. Does this athlete play a sport that is like more like using their hands base or like full versus full body i'm saying sure i would say um legs i'll like <laughs> give you that as like a legs. yes or no answer so is this a runner no does a person bike they cycle do. they do <laughs> oh my god what's his name <laughs> i mean i know his last name what is it? Is it Armstrong? Yeah. Okay. Lance, Lance Armstrong. Lance, I almost said Lewis, and I was like, that's not that's not right. <laughs> that would have been, is no. It Lance Armstrong. Not quite. Yeah, Lance okay. Armstrong. See, okay. I think that was, like, kind of a good one. That was a good one, It yeah. makes you think you got there in under 10, and it's not, like, super. But, like I said, once you got the sport, like, you're going to know who it is. That's true. I was waiting for you to ask the, me if they were. singular cyclists that I know. Literally. That's why I thought it was, like, a good one. I was waiting for you to ask me if they were still competing. Mm. That's fair. I just, once we got to... Once we got to individual sport, I kind of like. Yeah, that's true. There's only stopped. so many. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little trickier than I was expecting. Because mm -hmm. mine is not as hard. But. Okay. Well, good to know. <laughs> I guess. At least I don't. I don't think so. Okay, we'll see. Are they? Um, I don't know what the best question to start with is, but are they American? Yes. Okay. Do they play in one of the big four? Yes. Do they play with a round ball? <laughs> a round ball? Yeah. No. Okay, so there's a football, there's a basketball, there's a baseball. That, there's was, a that was a good that was a good question. So, to no, ask. they don't. So, that was a good question to ask. Do they are they hockey? They play hockey. No. Okay, so they're football. Have they <laughs> I was going to ask the reels question, but that would narrow it down to oh. one singular individual. Singular person. It would have to be Joe Burrow, so I'm going to go on the assumption that it's not right now, but maybe maybe we'll get back to that, and it is. Were they in the playoffs this year? No. Yikes. Are they still active? No. Were they a quarterback? Yes. Did they... <laughs> Did they... <laughs> Were they married to Giselle Bundchen? <laughs> One point. Yeah. Okay. Is it Tom Brady? Why do you just ask if it's Tom Brady? <laughs> because I wanted to be sure. <laughs> I wanted to be sure. That was good. That was good. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
Yeah, that was a good clarifying question. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. If you have one, then yeah. we can go for it. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a good one to always start with. Is, are they in the big four? Yes, they are. Are they active? Yes. Are they on a team that you or I root for? Like our primary teams? No, no. I'm stealing your question. Do okay. they? I like I, your question is so good. Do they play with a well, round ball? I was like, how do I cut the number of no, that was, opportunities that was in half? Such a good one. They do play with a round ball, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're talking baseball or basketball, and none of the teams that you and I are fans of. Mm-hmm. I don't narrow that down. I know it does get tough. <laughs> yeah, it does get tough. I mean, there's just so many teams in in the Big Four. Do they play in the MLB? Yes. Splitting the country. Are they on the west The way I like to do it. (laughs) (laughs) The way you like to do it. Are are they on the west side of the country? Yes. Are they on a team in Los Angeles? Yes. Is it someone who used to play for the Braves? No. I have it narrowed down to a couple. Okay. Actually, I guess two now. Are they on the Angels? Okay, so they're on the Dodgers. Did he used to play for the Red Sox? No. Oh, interesting. I'm like blanking on who just got It's signed. not even like you need to think of that deeply about the roster, to be honest. An active player yes. on the Dodgers? Yes. And when you said Angels, I thought you were going to ask a different question. Is it Shohei Otani? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forgot, to be honest, I forgot that he moved from the That's Angels fair. to That's the That's what Dodgers. I figured, like, maybe. To be, to be totally honest. That's why when, yeah, when you said Angels, I thought you were going to ask, did he, like, yeah. Like, I did actually, he I actually fully, I fully thought he was still on the Angels, yeah. but I still got there. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. I was eliminating Freddie Freeman with oh, the Braves, right, right. Yeah, and yeah. then I was eliminating Mookie Betts from uh, the okay. Red Sox. That's the one I did. I, I, when you said Braves, I was like, oh, I remember there is somebody who moved, but I don't remember who it is off the top of my head, but okay. Yeah, I have someone. Okay. Are they in the big four sports leagues? Yes. Do they play with a round ball? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I love that. Okay. Do they play football? No. Are they on a team that's won the Stanley Cup within the past, like, 10 years or so? With the sense 2014, so I'll say, like, let me I'll give it a let me look. Take, yeah. But they don't have to have won it. They just need to be, like, their current team has won in the past, has won a championship in the past decade. No. No. Their current team does not have a championship between 2014 and 2024. Does that help you? Well, because it gives me, the te- like, a number of teams that I'm thinking about. True. Um, if If it's true, and then if not, then... Are they a are they um an offensive player? Yes. Okay. Oh, and I'm also like I'm also not good with like conferences and stuff, so yeah. it doesn't help me to like that just does not help my brain. There's one question that would really help would you. Really help? Yeah. Are they well, are they American? I actually don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> With hockey, that I'm really yeah, I know, not literally. sure, actually. Yeah. Um, he's either American or Canadian. He's Canadian. Okay. Is he, like, under the age of 25? No. Okay. But you weren't sure if he was Canadian. And his team is not that good. Are they still playing? No. He's retired. Yes. Um, that was the question I think would help a oh lot. Oh, God. How do I narrow it down, though? I, I mean, like, obviously, I'll just say a lot of what I'm, like, processing. Like, obviously, Wayne Gretzky is an obvious one, but I don't know how many teams he played for or if he was just, the like, the Oilers his whole life. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like, I don't really know how to eliminate people or, or pull them out out of retired players. Obviously, it's not someone that's on the Penguins. Did they retire within the past, like, five years? No. No, so they're old. They're Canadian. <laughs> That's what, I don't know why you're stuck on the I'm Canadian. stuck on them being Canadian. Was the Red Wings the team they're most commonly associated with? No. Okay, this is, then I feel like, honestly, I'm probably... Let's go with your gut. I'm just going to go with Wayne Gretzky. Yes. Okay. <laughs> How many teams did he play for? Four. Oh, really? He's, so he's most, at least I mostly associate him with the Oilers and the Kings. 
But then he oh, also played okay. for the Rangers and the St. Louis Blues. Okay, so yeah. I actually didn't know about the Blues, but I knew about the Rangers, I was too. stuck, because I literally thought he was kind of a Kobe Bryant type, where it was, he mm. only played for the Oilers. So that's where I was, I was, like, really hung up on, like... I see, I that. see. But I was, yeah. like, I, I, Red Wings, I was trying to ask about, which I actually could be totally wrong about what team. I was thinking, like, Gordie Howe. Oh, I see, like, I see. Because I was trying to think, like, oh, is this somebody who's, like... That's what I was trying to ask. Like, is there, are there, is there like, something yeah. famous named after them well, or whatever? Yeah, in my head, I was like, as soon as you get, like, that he's retired, it's, like, that eliminates There's only so, yeah. so many And then he wasn't on the Penguins. I right. was like, I was thinking, because then even with the championship question, I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. The Oilers have been. Yeah. I got one. Well, you might get it kind of quick, but I got one. That's okay. Because sometimes we overthink it. And then... Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. We'll see. All right. Is this athlete in the big four? No. Is this athlete American? No. Is this athlete a soccer player? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is this player on, or athlete on the British national team? No. <laughs> I was like, how he do I live in England? Co- um, it's not Jude. <laughs> sad. Because <laughs> well, I was like, that eliminates, like, Trent and... Jude and Grealish, so like a couple, mm-hmm. couple others, a that, couple characters that we've, we've discussed. Around, yeah, I'm trying to think of how to eliminate like multiple, yeah, multiple people because yeah, I'm yeah. like I know like names and a couple leagues. Yeah, but, like, definitely not a try lot to. Of leagues. You're gonna be like it's not. There's not like you can get it within asking questions, yeah. but definitely try to think like broader and try to get that. Them. Yeah, that's what because I'm like soccer. Soccer is difficult because there's like I don't know so many nationalities and so many exactly. Yeah, because so like if he's not American, then like playing. that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily that doesn't. Honestly, yeah, if he's yeah, if he's not like, on the English team and then he's not American, like that's pretty yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. This is kind of subjective, but is this player like regarded as one of the best, like mm-hmm. not of all time, but like kind of in that's yes. been a common phrase yes. used? They're like a yeah, well known, yeah, highly regarded athlete. Okay, is this athlete over the age of thirty? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think I only know, like, two. <laughs> so that that's probably helpful. Yeah. That was a good, good question. Thank you. Does this player play in the U.S.? Yes. Okay, is it messy? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so funny sitting here because it's, like, it's so obvious. Yeah, I'm right. Like, you're going to get it. You just need to ask yeah. a few more questions, but you're, like, thinking it through and trying to process it. Yes. Like, you're going to get it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, because... That was, I was, like, trying to think. 30, the 31 um, was a good question. Yeah, because I was, like. Who were you like, thinking? You were, like, I'm pretty sure this guy's young. Who were you? Uh, Mbappe. That was, yeah. That yeah. was another one I was thinking about, but I'm, like, I'm not positive. Should I know his name off the top? I don't know if I would have gotten yeah. there. Mm, I, like, want to do one, but I don't know if it's too niche. I mean, I thought Lance Armstrong was kind of niche. And you it got was, there. It was a little bit. It was a little bit. And I helped but you I guess, with stuff along the way. Yeah. But, like, so. Um. Okay, well, like, you've, we've talked about this person, you know okay, this person. Okay, if we've talked about it, then I can at least try Once to get you, there. a couple questions will make it pretty easy, okay, so, okay. but, like, it's definitely, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll tell you, it's more niche. Okay, big, big four? No. Okay. Do they compete in an Olympic sport? No. <laughs> I was gonna say, do they drive a car? <laughs> I like the hand, the hand motion. <laughs> do they drive a car? Um, are they American? No. Okay, so you had to think about that. I was like, it should be obvious. I just, I had to, it was obvious. I just mm-hmm. had to think for a second. So do they, do they do a sport that, that has a ball involved? No. Okay. Do they drive? They do. Okay. They're not American. So that next one, <laughs> I was like, that's only one. <laughs> Are they British? Because <laughs> that's a lot of them. That is true. But no, they're not British. Okay. Did they win a race or a sprint last year? I'm going to let you ask a different question. They're not an cons- F1. Considering, no, well, considering only Verstappen, there's only four names. Yeah, but I've already eliminated then. But Okay, so no. So no. So that's, so that's not really Max, help. that's not Carlos, it's not um, Oscar, and then it's not Lando, it's not George, and it's not Hamilton. Yeah. Do they speak French? Probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're not okay. I doubt it. But if you but you don't know, I mean that's helpful. So yeah, it's not obvious. Because if, if they not, do, I'd be shocked. It's not Pierre, it's not Esteban, and it's not Charles. I will say, don't just assume that they're on the grid though. 
Have they won a world championship before? No. <laughs> You'd be surprised if they do. That was just funny the way you. <laughs> you'll, well, do. you'll laugh okay. if you get it, or I tell you. Um, like you'll laugh if thinking about them speaking French. <laughs> uh, are they a commentator right now for F1? Like, do they commentate, or are they involved in like kind of around the media in any way? Involved in the media, yes. Commentator, no. no. Okay. So that was my ten. Were you thinking Vettel for that one? Like, I was trying to think like. Uh, button or oh, true. anyone who's no. that's a little. I think that's a little too niche. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, you'd be surprised if they speak French. I don't know why. <laughs> that was someone you were like. I don't think so. I'd be surprised if they do. Similar, similar to British, I'd say. That's what I was thinking. Aussie vibes, or I was especially when you said French. <laughs> if you heard them speaking French. Is it? Uh, okay, well, I'm just going to make a guess, because I don't really, I'm not positive. But I think you might actually get it. Is it Liam? Yeah, <laughs> it's Liam Lawson. Let's go. <laughs> that would be funny to hear. Yeah, speak like, he, I, Well, that's what I was like. I was genu- genuinely thinking, like, Aussie, because I was originally thinking, I don't know why in my, when you said not British, I went Oscar, and then I was thinking okay. Danny, yeah. and then you were like, don't assume you're on the grid, and then I was thinking retired. I was genuinely thinking Aussie then after that, because yeah. I'm like, there's most of the it ones that we know, sense, if they're yeah. not British and they don't speak French, then they'd have to be, like, that just eliminates a lot of them. Right. So then I was like, and then, yeah, the French was helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liam Lawson, by the way, is who I was referring to, because I know I just said Liam and yeah. we both understood. I, but I said it. I said yeah. It. My brother and I play these types of games, like, yeah. Just we're watching TV and one of us will be like, I have a game for you. And we're like, okay. Aww. And we'll just do this for That's like funny. an hour or whatever. So I, I really enjoy this be like, guess who? <laughs> guess who? Just go back and forth yeah. for days. But yeah, that was I, lo- I love doing quizzes and stuff like that. Yeah, that was a good one. Thank you for listening to the ninth episode of The Athlete and the NARP. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of the Vegas sports market as well as our Fun Friday segment, with 20 questions. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Athlete and the NARP. You can contact us by email at theathleteandthenarp at gmail.com with content suggestions, clarifications, or questions. Until next time, I'm Claire Fenton. And I'm Jenna Daly. And this has been The, the Athlete, Athlete and the NARP. NARP.